What? <laughs> what? The, the dumbest thing. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, podcast. Frankie sees in the house. What up, big dog? What is happening? Um, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Queen is uh the queen funeral. That's a that's a whopper. We're in day, I don't even know, out of ten of mourning the queen. We'll talk about the latest. Lots happening there. That Meghan Markle, they're trying to make her a story. I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. I'll let you be the judge. Oh, really? Oh, Cuddles just got a breaking story. Uh Uh, Ray J breaks his silence on the sex tape with Kim Kardashian. Is SNL coming to an end as they announced the beginning of their latest season? Really? Lots of speculation. Uh, there is a snake that got stuck in a woman's ear, and we have the video where they pull it out. It's disgusting. We could show the video. I could no. I got a link to the video. I can't really show the video per se. Uh, we got a shakeup on Long Island Radio where Frank and I made our bones. Uh, there's a new iOS that might start to, might stop drunk texting. New York Times employees are taking a stand, and we got another Elvis movie. And you know, j- just to go back a second, you know that uh, iOS thing? Yes. I'll show you how old I am. When I read the rundown, I read it as new iOS. I was like, what the hell is an iOS? <laughs> how fucking <laughs> old are you? I don't know. <laughs> I lost count. Whoa. <laughs> What the uh, hell was that? I don't know what happened there, but JSAPS is with us now. Look at this. That was you weird. This only we means one thing. We interrupt this intro to get, bring you JSAPS. <laughs> right. Let's do the Please intro again. I feel bad. Let's not just. <laughs> there we go. Now we're whole again. Hey. Much better. Um, Queen Elizabeth, still dead. Latest update. Are we sure? Thanks, Thanks for the update. Don't you always feel like you're going to be like, oh, they found out they were alive? That used to happen a lot more than it does now. Yeah, no. You know, I when I um, when I when uh, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about that ghost tour I took in Philadelphia. I asked mm-hmm. the woman who was leading the tour brought up the bell thing. You know, people used to run the bell down to the, to the casket. And, right. And I said that I asked the question, did that ever work? Did anybody ever get saved? Because of the bell, and she said she there's she says she doesn't she's not aware of anybody ever being dug up because they heard a bell in the in the in the graveyard. I think it just made f- people feel better. So, if you know of a story, if anybody knows of a story where that bell thing worked, and someone was buried alive and they got saved by saved by the bell, which is what that where that I'm comes gonna, from. I think. I'm gonna try it out with my roommate. How about that? And I'll get back to you. Okay. Nice. So, so far, only Zach Morris has been saved by the bell. Is that what you're saying? Well, when you wake up in the morning. Dad jokes. And the alarm gives out a warning. All right. I'm done. Um, So here's the latest is what's going on with the queen. Lots happening there. Uh, Supposedly, according to reports, Prince William and Harry, they reunited to take a walk together. I'm sure people have seen the photographs reunited and it feels so good yes uh people close to the situation are saying that a elongated period of ex- of negotiations extended negotiations had to take place in order for that to come to fruition 
that okay. in order for them to walk together in front of everybody, um, they this had is who to who and who Harry and Harry and William they had to William. meet and negotiate what they were negotiating. I don't know, um, but supposedly their appearance was delayed forty five minutes because they were wrapping up those negotiations. Hmm, that's weird. Why would they? What what's to negotiate? Are we seeing well, each other or not? Remember. He did the interview with Oprah, and he's like, "Somebody in my family is a big fat racist," and they did not oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, oh. that's... yeah. And he stopped short of saying who it was, but he was he was bold enough to say that there was somebody out there that that was racist towards Meghan Markle, who we learned was black. Just did not know that going into that Oprah interview. You did not know that? No, no idea. Really. I don't see color. <laughs> Take that, Jason. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I have no reply. Yeah. See, you're racist. You only see the world through right. race. I, on the other hand, see people for who they are, Jason. Oh, here we go. Um, Frank is clear at the moment. Well, he's dealing with some tech issues. We don't have to bring up every time he leaves. But oh, I'm, yeah. uh, but I, it's my thing now. Yes. Yeah. He goes. You got. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the you're in the firing line. Somebody's got to take it. Um, all right, so I thought that was pretty pretty significant. Plus, he's also crafting a tell-all book. I wonder if part of this whole thing was like, "Hey, why don't you knock that shit off?" Or and... it was, "Hey, sign this release form so I could put your name Wait, in the tell-all book." Harry is. Harry is. Yeah, good point, Frank. It could be. It could be the other way. Uh, you know. A lot of women find him sexy AF. Harry? He, to me, is not good looking w- at all. Um, well, Plus, he's a ha- ginger, so I don't trust him. Yeah, he is. A, he. What's going on with Frank here? Hold on a second. Well, we lost it, our big dog. You turn that, flip that, flip that bad boy around. Not working, he said. I know how to read lips now. <laughs> Uh, is it the ginger thing? Because you don't like redheads? No, I don't trust gingers. I don't. In fact, hold on. <laughs> Janine's like the code that Janine lives by, Frank. Janine has a code? It's an interesting one. Yeah. Like she, I feel like she lives by a set of rules and lets us know what they are a little at a time. Right. I think she makes them up as she goes. I no. disagree. I think that's she's why, a, there's a there is a lot. That's of why we only get a little bit at a time because she's making oh. them up. No, I think she's got them carved in stone. I think she made her husband do them. I think she's just revealing it slowly. Uh, All right, what okay. what is this code? What did I miss? Tonight's I'm, is I don't trust gingers. You probably can't read that. What? <laughs> My friend sent me a picture of some guy that he's seeing, right? And he wrote, "Is he hot?" And I said, I'm screaming. He's a fucking ginger. You trust him? Four question marks. <laughs> Why are you advertising your own racism? And he <laughs> writes, L-M-A-O-O-O, I hate you. And I wrote red pubes. And he said, I don't know yet. <laughs> I wrote red pubes. <laughs> I don't know if that's racism, actually. That's more... Well, red pubes, I guess. Hypism? But... Yeah, I don't... It's red pubes is, this something, is what it is. This something you're racist about, against redheads. I I am. 
that's not good. I get it. Listen, it's the way I feel about vegetarians. I can't Wait. trust anybody that doesn't consume right. meat. So then he goes to tell me that it's his ex-boyfriend's ex-boyfriend. So I said, see, he's shady. Ex-boyfriend's ex-boyfriend. Right. How is that shady? Uh, mm. All right. Glenn B is calling your taste of men into question. No offense, j Tabs, but you think Fauci is hot. No, he wrote Frouchy. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, you, you're you're get it. Your spectrum's all over the place. Like the the, uh, the homeless guy around the block, we haven't met yet. Maybe he's a nice, good-looking person. Uh, you know, get a picture next time. <laughs> okay, here's Andrea. I'm a gingerist too. There is. What is going on here? Why do people Thank you, not, not like if the, the both of you? Have you both never heard of this? That, what that if gingerism? You Google, no. If you start to Google gingers can't, it'll autofill. Can't be trusted. Watch me. What is that about? Why can't this is I, this is unbelievable? This is like the what first time I'm hearing mean? this. In the chat, please, please tell me I'm not the only one who. What is what is this racism against gingers for? Why why is this coming up? You, you know the you know the scene in Wolf of Wall Street where they're talking about the little people and they're saying, "Well, you can't look in their eyes." Oh, I, I feel agree. like I'm in that conversation right now. Oh, I, you know, I feel that too. can't I trust the gingers. No, can't look at them. Oh, what I don't look. Where's this coming from? Why? Why? What is your past? Let's let's do a little psychiatry. A ginger. Tell us about your, your past. Her. Yeah, what happened in your past, J, J Sabs, that makes you so I mean distrustful. Like of gingers well they can't be out in the sun we know that right man maybe part i of do it. have a story about a, a ginger girl that used to sit next to me but i mean like i don't think that that was it what she used was to she nice was. did you like her she's a good person did she know what she was Ugh. here we go she was a booger picker and eater Ooh, most Tweets gingers are own. most gingers are doesn't though. mean you can't trust them well, uh, I like this from EVH. Jay Sabs is an anti-dentite. Next thing you know, dentist? you'll be saying they should have their own schools. <laughs> they do have their own schools. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Uh, Mercury loves gingers. See, we're all together. There's nothing wrong with gingers. Look at the movie. Look at the movie Brave. What? Which one? I'm a huge ginger fiend. All the ones I've been with have been well hung and eat out loud. Eat out loud me a starving animal. What? <laughs> what? Eat out loud me. I don't know. I think that she means they go downtown well. And in that case, I might have to change my mind about ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're I think you're misjudging. See? Look at this. Look at this. You know what? Oh, My best friend. There she goes. Six, she six corrected. Eat out like a starving animal. Eat out like a starving animal. There you go. She was so flustered thinking about her experiences with redheads. Couldn't type properly. I mean, right. I don't blame her. Now I'm all excited. Yeah. Look at this. My best Lisa friend. Lisa G. You... Six to 11. Read it out to the audience, Janine. Don't keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what you're talking about until you read it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I was so reading like, out loud there. I'll put it on so she can read it. And nobody needs to hear me all the time. And then she's it. like, 
my best friend lisa g my best friend from sixth to eleventh grade um i had to drop because i found out she was bullying our other good friend she was a ginger talk too much shit about everyone see sounds compelling uh, you guys um, you, guys you know what they up. say about gingers frank talk shit about everyone eat women out like a starving animal that's what <laughs> some people say sure see, you learn something new every single day i might have to change my mind but there are tons i didn't finish of... my story about the ginger finish please which one the booger eater <laughs> Okay, I thought we were done with that one. Go ahead, finish. She. Oh. Go ahead. So not only did she used to, what she would do, this is pretty disgusting. And I'm not talking about first grade. We were in sixth, sixth grade. Well, she would eat her boogers. She would put, pick her boogers, put it on a tissue, and then go back and take the boogers off the tissue and eat it in sixth wow. grade. Dedication and also being disgusting. She also that's a move. You gotta warn people before you start talking like I'm that. I'm sorry. She yeah. also people are, people are having dinner watching this. Disgusting. You're gonna think I'm crazy because I think it's kind of more disgusting. Maybe she used to eat crayons. Now, how I would know is that because she would have all different colors all over her teeth in the morning when we used to be brace yourself brace yourself i used to be a library monitor with her <laughs> that's now i know the story is not for real this no, is ridiculous this, is this story this is, is getting more and more ridiculous as it goes this is on true swear to god and I used one day I was like, Oh, you have something to eat. And she's like, What? No, it's okay. It's okay. How Lisa old G, were you guys? Sixth she grade. Eating, she eating this is not first grade. grade. This is sixth grade. Meticulously hey. picking out her boogers and picking out which one she wants to some, eat. Some some people have a thing where they eat, you know, weird stuff. It doesn't make them bad people. Yes, it does. Oh. Also, that this is the last part of the story. This is why mm -hmm. I truly cannot trust her. Okay. It all seems to be pointed towards one person. Go ahead. <laughs> she used to get 99 100 on each test. Mm. Oh, so she was smarter than you. Uh, nope. <laughs> Come to find out years later, her mom used to go to like the teacher stores and get the quizzes and make her study them. So she <gasps> would she would I know. study? No, 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 no. She would study the answers. She would study the... She would, she would cheat. She would cheat. How is that? First of all, when you get a test, like from a, a teacher, their tests aren't in... Where, where are her tests? Oh, yeah. Where are they getting these tests? What are you talking about? She's saying like she bought the, the book that the, yeah, the teachers would the get book. the tests from, so she mm -hmm. knew what the tests were going to be on. Yep. And... All right, so she found the loophole. Here's my I favorite part about this. At the beginning, Janine was like, this has nothing to do with her. I don't like gingers in general. And then everything has been just, all about this one girl. This maybe, one person. maybe that's it. Maybe that's you just it. don't like this one girl. What's the, yeah. And now all gingers, they're all terrible. And if she got lower than a 99 or 100, she would cry hysterically and be like, my mom's going to kill me. Now, well, years after when I found out, it made sense. Well, okay. maybe we should talk to the mom. Is the mo what's the mom's deal? Look what Robin wrote. Sounds like the mom's a real problem. Oh, 
She wrote the answers on the boogers and anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's okay. clever. It's clever. Robin is now in charge. Of, he's head of investigations for the show. That was a really solid. That was a solid theory outside. put together. Think, thinking outside the box there. <laughs> Very quickly too. Outside Very the Crayola quickly. box. Yeah. That's so right. I, I think I think the problem lied lies with the mother. Mm. Have you did you ever meet her mother? Oh yes. Also a redhead. Was she a redhead? Uh, yes, and her brother was a redhead, and his name was Brace yourselves. Gingy. Harry. Ooh. Uh, Sandy, I'm a redhead, and I've never heard anyone say that we can't be trusted. Well, Sandy, welcome. You just found out everybody's been talking behind your back all these years. I don't think I trust that statement. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Sandy, I trust you. I don't, I don't know why. No, these he doesn't. Two, you don't know Sandy. Don't know she could be the worst person ever. I don't know why these two have such a weird hang up about redheads. I don't get it. My experience, I have nothing but nice things. I don't know many. All right. Answer this question. No. Answer this question. What? Yes or no? Yes. Have you ever had a Nazi treat you poorly? What? Answer the question. I don't think I've ever met a Nazi. That I know not shitty people that I'm aware of. That doesn't mean that they're not shitty people. Well, the fact that they are a Nazi makes them a shitty person, but the fact that they're a redhead does not make them a shitty person. Mm. 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 I didn't say the mother can never be trusted, uh, Susan. I said this one particular girl's mother was helping her cheat and yell and making her, if she gets less than a 99, she would yell at her. That's the mother that I wanted to talk to because. She might have uh, an issue here. He's old as the here, Terry Marie. My mother, my mother-in-law's a ginger, sister-in-law, lying bitch. Oh, right. sister. I'm sorry, it's Biatch. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Well, I this. I also think this is interesting. Terry says I'm behind. What do you do when you're behind? Do you speed up, or do you stay behind so you don't miss anything? What's the protocol there? You're not gonna just speed up. You're not gonna miss it. I speed up too. Yeah, I would. Speed oh, up. I stay behind because I can't miss anything. Mm, interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. Back Redheads to are good people. The, the, J Sab's had a, a particular. Oh, uh, you stop. Let her say for one red. people. Who cares? No, that's just flat out racism. Who's going to bother the redheads? Racism. It's not racism. <laughs> You're racist against redheads. You're an anti redite. <laughs> no, I like gingerist better. Gingerist. Okay. Um, here's what's messed up. Uh, hold on, EVH. Frankie, redheads. What if Trump was a redhead? Excellent question. He kind of has a little ginger yeah, to him. I thought. No, Doesn't he's he? no, he's uh, he's he got that blonde thing going. But that doesn't it's, mean I hate all blonde people. It's a little blonde, but it's also yeah. A little, okay, Frank. There's some ready <laughs> little ready streaks in there. I feel like, or maybe brownish, but it always looked a little reddish to me. Uh, in Trump's uh. Trump's hair, but that has nothing to do with Frank's hatred for Trump. That's for or sure. Or me, or you. Um, okay, here's you. what's Jay weird. Sabs, why would you say that? Um, Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson are going to adopt the Queen's beloved corgis. The Queen had a bunch of dogs. Oh no! So now Prince Andrew, the pedophilist, Ugh. he's. He gets to take care of the dog, which is here's the thing, though. Corgis great with kids, especially underage girls. So I think it's going to work good. out. Well, it's not good. 
not good. I think it's a happy home they'll all be going to. Except not for great. Except for how many corgis does she have? Um, excellent question, Frank. I like how you always find a way to pick out the answers I don't know. Two. And what were their names? Uh, Muick and Fergus. How old? Muick and Fergus. I think that was a morning show on Long Fergus. Island. They were good. Muick and Fergus in the morning. <laughs> what? What? Muick and Fergus. Sounds like Buick. Should have named it Buick. Buick and Fergus. Did I ever tell you about the we? The kids were driving us crazy one day. We're on. We just like put something. Just put something. Sometimes you got to fight through with the kids. You got to ignore them for four and a half seconds. Just put. Just get something on, and they'll get distracted, and they'll just start staring at it. There's this TV movie, cartoon movie on. What was it on Amazon? It was like the Queen's Corgis or something. It was about the Queen's dog. I'm like, oh, let's put this on. This will be fun. It, it, it next thing I know, like it, so the queen's there and it's the royal palace and they're doing the whole thing. Then all of a sudden, Trump lands for a visit. He's got his dogs, the the American Trump dog and the queen's dog get mixed up in a thing, and somebody gets in trouble. I forget what it was. It was. It was Trump, so. Trump doesn't have any dogs, by the way. By the Go way, ahead. Trump was five hundred pounds in the right. Trump was Louis Anderson size in this cartoon. <laughs> Like, I don't know who it was a cartoon. Oh, it, yeah, it was a cartoon. It was not flattering for Trump, but there were some like pro Trump things in there. It was very strange. Where did these dogs come from? Trump never has know. dogs, doesn't. And then I think dogs. the newest. Oh, because it was the, the queen got the new dog and the new dog was like the favorite and everybody hated it. And then the new dog did something to Trump's dog and then Trump got offended and left, which I was like, that this would never happen. It was quite the cartoon. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Please let me know. I don't know what the hell it's called, but it, it was crazy. Anyway, clearly based on the fact that she does have dogs, and now they're going to be with a pedophile. So, uh, it all. Hope he doesn't have a lot of peanut butter at his house. Oh. Oh, the movie was called The Queen's Corgi. Yeah, there you go. The Queen's right. Orgy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was a moment where a spectator heckled Prince Andrew today. So the queen, saw that. <laughs> queen's coffin rode through Edinburgh. Some dude heckled Prince Andrew. What do you call him? I call him a sick old man. Yep. It was and like silent. The whole yeah. crowd was silent as the casket went through and everybody was walking behind it. And this guy just yells it out. Pretty great, actually. Supposedly the guy is a war veteran. And there's no footage of this, but supposedly they took his ass to the ground. They tackled his ass. That's what that's they tackled what, him. That's what the spectator people are saying. The Daily Mail was reporting this, and they they have a little thing in there that it's like, if you know what happened to this guy, please email us. Wow. So they're still looking for some answers. Oh, actually, you know what? There is a. Uh, I'll put this in the live chat. They they attached. Uh, I must have just gone in there. They attached the video of them taking this motherfucker to the ground. We're speaking the truth. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, it was the video is up there. There's just dead silence, and then this guy just yells it out. The other big controversial thing, too, was but all right. So two things with Meghan Markle. One was total bullshit. She had a thing of flowers in her hand. One of the handlers for the royal family came over and was like, AIDS, sorry. Like, do you want us to take... We're lucky I didn't call them managers, like in wrestling. Um, 
They're like, you want us to take the the, uh, flowers from you? She said no. And then she turned to talk to the people and she still had the flowers in her hand and they acted like she had an awkward moment where she didn't know what to do with the flowers. Yeah, I saw that. But I watched the video and I didn't see I didn't see anything. That sounds like it's just they needed a, a something to say there. And oh, what, what is this? Sounds like something made up. Oh, how she spoke. No, I didn't think she. Uh, so Cuddle said, did, did I see how she spoke to the guy? I think she was fine. She was kind of like, no, I got it. But she's saying it's a safety measure just in case there's anything in the flowers. Mm. So but that, they didn't uh, take it. Who didn't take it? What, why would it be a safety measure if they didn't take the flowers from her? No, that's why they wanted to take the flowers from her. Because what if there's something in the flowers? That's what I'm saying. They didn't, but they didn't take yeah, it. Yeah, why so didn't they take it then? If it's such a safety, it's measure? like they would have insisted if it was a safety thing. Oh, because she got nasty. So that's what Cuddles is saying. There, I didn't see the footage, so I don't know. I will say that the real thing was Megan went over to go shake some people's hands, and they put their hands in on like the metal thing, and they're like, "No thanks." And so she yeah, had her like awkward. hand out, and they were like. Did she get any shakes? Yeah. 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 But you could tell like these two girls and uh, some other people were kind of like, I'm not down for your shit. Wow. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hold on. This just in. I stay behind so I don't miss anything. (laughs) Pet wellness coach. Far behind. That's that's all right. Pet (laughs) wellness coach. Making sure we're uh, covering everything. Appreciate it. Um. People don't like that Meghan Markle. There are people that are in that royal family camp that are just like, mm-mm, fuck those two. Him too, I think. Who's him? Yeah, Harry. They they don't like that they left. Oh, well, what are you going to do? That's that's what it is. That's their choice. There's people in in uh, in the UK that'll just they just love the royal family and they don't want anybody well, going right. against them. Well, I feel like every, almost every generation, well, I don't know about every generation, but the last generation, the Queen's, let's see, who was it? It was the the Queen's uncle was, like, next in line for the throne. He was the king for, like, 10 minutes and then and then handed it over to his brother, the king, uh, Queen Elizabeth's dad. So, and then he left, married an American woman. It's like, And then two generations later, the same thing's going on. Okay, somebody told me this today. I don't know if it's true. They're just fucking with me because they know I won't research it before I say it on the podcast. Somebody told me that the grand, the uncle, Queen's uncle, the Queen's uncle, was supposed to be king, gave it up for the woman in America that Mm -hmm. she was a prostitute. (gasps) That I don't know. Yeah, when they said it to me, I go, I think that's the plot to Pretty Woman. Um, Right, but I was I was a huge. I was assured that this woman was a prostitute of some sort, which still doesn't sit right with me. I don't think that's correct. Cuddles is on it. She's looking it up right now. We got the, we got the investigative team on it. Yeah, I and, don't think that's uh, correct at all. Yeah, so, so the queen was never supposed to be the queen at all. That was it. Christine Colson in the chat. She was a divorcee. That's right. She was divorced, and that was the big scandal. And she was American, and they didn't want, you know, they obviously didn't want to make her queen. And she and the, and the uncle was like, "I'm out. You could have the throne." And then the father oh. died. Fa- father died fairly quickly. No, it wasn't quick. I think he was. Well, I mean, he was king for Not a few, like five minutes, a bunch of years. Yeah, yeah, for a few years. But she took over when she was 24, 26. That was. Yeah, it wasn't like that. supposed to be her time just yet. Yeah. Uh, 
What? Oh, you got to come over here if you're going to read a whole long thing. Hold on. We got to fact check. Cuddles. Nothing. I was falling asleep. Okay. So King Edward abdicated in 1936. Did you say Edward? Abdicated. King Edward. Edward. King Edward. That's. How am I married to you? God help you. King Edward abdicated in 1936 so he could marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson. There was a ruling not too long ago so that King Charles could actually be king because he wasn't allowed to marry someone who was divorced. So that's why that's I think this is why King Ed, he couldn't be the king Edward but Charles can. I don't think so. That would be really no. That, that, okay. She was not a prostitute. That that's. But that's you're right about the, you're right about the divorce thing. She was divorced. Yeah, and that's true. I don't know who who told you she was a prostitute. I don't know somebody. Yeah. Same person who told me it was King Edward. So. <laughs> I don't know. Cuddles was looking into the prostitute thing. Yeah, I don't, she wasn't a prostitute. They would. I. I feel like we watched. Uh, what was it? We were talking about it at the last show. Um, Crown. The Crown, and yeah, th- there was nothing about that. Okay. Uh, Joe Biven is going to. Uh, Biven. Yeah. <laughs> Are you drinking? No, so, the guy from right? TikTok. No, the guy from uh, TikTok. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, what That's you think like... about Joe Biven? You know, yeah, right? that one. Uh, Joe, but you got to stay with it, okay? Guy, you guys are on Lifetime, and you're listening to what the hell is Joe Biden? I still don't know what that is. Be with the kids on TikTok. Um, Joe Biden is allowed to take the beast to the funeral, that's the uh limousine that they got. Uh, whereas some other leaders are gonna have to take a bus together, (laughs) a bus, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, (laughs) President Biden. Uh, Macron of France, Herzog of Israel, uh, Emperor Narihuti Narihito of Japan, they all can take their own transportation, but there's going to be a lot of leaders because of the, the amount of people that are coming that they're not going to be able to take their own security and transportation. They're going to put them on a, a bus together to, to go to the funeral. <laughs> you picture them like. Ringing the bell, like that's uh, that was our stop. Come on, yeah, buddy, pay attention. Yeah, they're definitely going. Well, I get into behind the, the wheel. I'm driving the bus. <laughs> they're get, definitely getting the cafeteria seats with the live stream. That's for sure. Uh, um, this funeral is a week from today, so we'll recap it next Monday. On next Monday's episode, we'll have all the interesting little tidbits from the funeral. So stick around for that. Uh, last time. Anywhere in the world, they've had such a gathering. Frank had it right. It was Winston Churchill's funeral in 1965. I said that? He did not. You, you, I don't think I said that. I'd love to take credit for it, but no, I didn't. Didn't you? No, no, but you were saying, because you were talking about the crown and everything, you were saying how she met with Churchill. Yeah. And I think you said that was probably the last time there was a huge gathering when he died. I thought you said that. I don't think I said that, but All right, I'll take credit for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally said that. Anyway, that was the last time over a hundred kings, queens, and heads of state gathered uh, in the UK. Nice. Yep. And they handled it then with very little security. I'm sure. Well, whatever they had. Mm. This I can't even imagine. Who knows? When is this all happen? going down? 
Monday. Funeral is Monday. This is there's ten days of mourning. Oh, so they were driving her through Edinburgh today, and there was a sticker on the side. There was a she was in a a, a hearse where there was clear glass on either side, so they can see the casket. And the funeral home had like a sticker on the side, and they got blasted for that. People are like, "How could you put a fucking ad on the Queen's coffin?" Why would like, they? Why would they hire a funeral home? I feel like that's it's just like Joe's funeral home. What? What? <laughs> basically, what are Joe they? Smith. What the hell is that? Yeah, just get the. Oh, we'll just have the. It'll be a nice small ceremony. It's like no, no. This is the Queen. You think they'd have their own people handle all of that? No? Yeah. no, that seems well, weird. I mean, who needs a, you need a funeral? She's been in charge for seventy something years. Uh, William saying. Purves is his name, by the way. William Purves. 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 Yeah. All right. Can't make that shit up. Yeah, and insert your own joke here. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Um, Ray J breaks the silence on the Kim Kardashian tapes. It's only been like fifteen years. Yeah, I think he's talked about this a little bit, but then he lost his shit over the weekend um, and was none too happy. What's his beef? What's wrong? Um, So Saturday, Chris Jenner was on. What, what show was she on? James Corden. Mm-hmm. So this could have been Saturday, maybe Friday night. Uh, she was on James Corden and they hooked her up to a lie detector test. Okay. And she took a lie detector test and it basically they, they asked her about like, you know, he asked her about the sex tape and everything. And she said she had nothing to do with it, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And that clip started to go around and that's it. Ray J lost his shit. Was it proven that she was telling the truth or lying? So the 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 polygraph said that she was telling the truth, but what Ray J is saying is that it's total bullshit that she didn't sell the tape. And he went on a forty four minute rant on Damn. Instagram Damn. on Saturday, and he was basically saying, "I have the proof." Blah blah. blah. All right, so if I'll fast forward you through all the shit, but he fucking burned her. Um, and he I don't was understand. like, so if she didn't release, the, who released the tape then? If, if the, I thought, I thought that was common knowledge that she was in charge yeah, of that. It's so. her. No, it's never been proven, but he, for the first time, he was like, I can, sh- I can prove to you that it was her because I have the contract. And he put a picture out of the contract. Sh- Hello. So now he says that they each had a contract. Ray J had a contract and Kim had a contract. He doesn't have hers. He has his, but on his, there's an addendum where somebody like writes in hand, like hand writes in like an edit thing. And he put a, a picture out of, of another note from Kim Kardashian to show that it was her handwriting. So her handwriting is on his contract, adding like an addendum. And then he filled everybody in a little bit more on what happened, which was they had the sex tape. Then the idea was to put it out. Then they thought, well, let's really like do this the right way. So they filmed another one that never got released because everybody agreed. Everybody agreed that it wasn't as natural 
or realistic as the original one. Can you imagine the mother watching the second one or the both of them and going, no, I like the first one better. It's like, oh, what? I mean, she is. That is disgusting. She definitely is a ginger. Let's just put that out there right now. It's messed up. Secret ginger. She's. She. I don't like her. I never yeah, liked she's, her. She's just all business. She's all that's all she cares about is money. Money. It's Even unbelievable. Kids, she doesn't care. Just exploiting her daughter like that, just putting her sex tape out. I can't even. That's just. That's just messed up. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, imagine your mother, Anthony, saying that you have to put out a sex tape to further your career. I mean, my mom has said that to me, but, <laughs> but your then, mom. But then watching it and going, no, let's do another one. Let's just yeah. try. Let's try to do it again. Oh, no, that one's not as natural. I like the first one better. That's just, oh. Right. My mom had the dignity to tell me you should not put out this sex tape. It is not <laughs> yeah. good. Last or thing any anybody tape. wants to see. <laughs> yeah. She's also like, I hate to tell you, but the girl is faking. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> That's an honest mother. It's an honest mom right there. It's very hurtful. Yeah, tells you like it is. <laughs> you know, my mother, I go, my, my mother's been staying with us. My mother and father, they were in for a bunch of stuff. And uh, they're going back to their Florida tomorrow. I go, you're going to miss this insanity because the kids were screaming or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to miss the kids. And I'm like. Well, what the fuck are we? Am I nothing? Is my wife nothing? She's like, no, I, I'm gonna miss the kids. It's like okay. She's had enough of you. How many years? She's had so it's too much. Come on, she's had her fill of Anthony. The whole yeah, this like, whole thing. I think she's had Anthony is a good kid to his mom, though. Like you're let a me, good son. Right? How often do you talk to your mother? My mother is blessed to have me. Here we go. And before you think I'm gonna I say I talk to her. I talk to her every day. I talk to her roughly once every two weeks. And that is the favor that I do for her. It's awfully decent of you. You yeah. can't interrupt whatever's going down, going on down there in Florida with them. Yeah, I don't want to see who wants to stop a swingers party right in the middle. Well, she's got to go back. They got to go back to their um, their sex omindiums down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, can I talk about what you did today? Not Uh-oh. detail. My wife, uh, hold on, let me take this uh, Ray J thing. Oh, but oh, let, before we get to that, do you know how much the contract was? How much they got paid for the sex tape? 400000 So wait, wait, wait. How much Ray J, and, was it 400000 You looked it up? <laughs> that's, that's not fair. Wait a <laughs> no, second. No, I read this already. Right I'm sorry. <laughs> I like it. All right. So this was how much, <clears throat> what, that the mother promised to give uh, Ray J and Kim? No, they sold it to a porn company who distributed it. Oh, oh, oh. That's how much each one of them got. Each of them got 400,000. But there were three tapes. And supposedly, oh, so by the way, this is part two of it. Part one was at the start of uh, Janine, you could probably chime in here. At the start of the Hulu show, and I think we actually talked about this when Kanye went and got the other tapes and like rescued the tapes to look like a good person and like sell the drama of the Hulu show. It was the other tapes that they like they knew about it. There was no secret there. Like they, again, like I said, they had gone in and filmed another fucking thing. So Man. they knew they they knew that those tapes existed, but he's and he's sitting there going like, "What the fuck are you like you guys put me up to this. You guys had the idea to sell it. I just literally signed off on it. I was like, "Whatever." And now everybody's making me look like a fucking 
asshole. Like I'm sitting here holding hostage, like holding these tapes hostage. He's like, it's not how that went down. And so the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was her on, on taking the lie detector test, which was total bullshit. And saying right. that she had nothing to do with the tape. Yeah. That's sure, crazy. Honey. She beat the lie detector. It's not a lie. If you believe it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that is some is true. crazy bullshit, though. Don't you think that's crazy? Yeah, I feel like she's on another level of crazy. Mm. That that mother, she she's got just. Her, you were right. Her agenda is just money, just making money. It doesn't matter if it's at the expense of her kids. Right. I mean, her daughter's it's, it's, it's gross. Back it and blowing out. It's okay. Whatever it is, the old comeback line. <laughs> um, my wife got a colonoscopy today. Oh, everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything is fine. She's fine. But I think, I'm not sure. I don't know if Bird is in the chat. But am I in a thruple now? I'm not sure. I feel like me, the <laughs> doctor. Technically, legally, that's what he, Is that a thruple? I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, my my guess is, no, I'm not going to say a bad joke. Never mind. No, go ahead, say it. Now say it. <laughs> I said my, be, my guess is he's the only one that's been there. <laughs> distasteful you owe my wife an apology i, I apologize Carl. i want i didn't want to say it they made me say it i, <laughs> you I stopped it. myself you I went 75 percent of the way now we're gonna that's stop true. thank true. you i have to go for my weekly one i said. mean yearly one my weekly uh, what? <laughs> going around the corner to the to homeless guy that doesn't count he doesn't right. have the, the medical equipment needed so you know it's crazy and not to get too personal with her but basically there was one part that they couldn't really get to Right. So fucking doctor tells her, she's telling me the story. I can't believe it. He goes, yeah, like, I guess from like where this right out of the stomach, you know, all the way at the end there, they couldn't get to it. So, um, cause my wife has an extraordinarily long intestines. I don't know if I've told you that like wonderfully long intestines, the greatest, most longest intestines. People, people tell me that you've ever intestines. seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. People tell me I have wonderful, strong intestines. Um, so they go, he goes, I just, I, there's a little bit, I, I just need to see better. So I'm going to give you, you come back in a week. I'm going to give you a pill, which is actually a camera. And you just swallow it. And then you wear this little belt that records it all. And then what? we'll just, yeah. What? So what, what is the first question do you think I asked? Can I have, is there any way, do they sell this to regular people? put it pill? in China. No, what is wrong with the two of you? I think that's a. I would I would love to a, ca a camera and a pill, and you just see what's going on. That's, that's I, no, fascinating. I, I go. How does that? Work? I go. Do you have to give it back to him? Like, how does it work? Like, I think the pill's gone. That's it. Camera's that's they done. They go. No, it's gone. That's it. You just. You just. You just go, and it. Yeah. it you know, because I'm like, I don't want to be. Rich. I've. I've. I've had you, to cl crawl through poop once this year. I can't uh. do it again. We've run out of spaghetti strainers. We can't. <laughs> we can't go through that. I don't think that's uh, so. A pill just goes through. I guess an infrared thing, uh, and it just uh, that's so weird. That is crazy, right? Yeah. Why didn't they just do that the, in the first place? I guess they don't. I guess they don't want to do. Like it's better to do it the other way, and then if they, you know, all right, yeah. More fun the other way. How many people do you think did not follow instructions and just try to put it up their butt? <laughs> Probably a lot. 
It's probably right. that moment where they're like, you swallow this. Selfie. This gets swallowed. Yeah, say it back time. to me. I want to know. make sure you understand. Just say it back. You swallow this. But there's probably people I that are like this. calling their loved ones going, he wants me to swallow it with my ass. Why was he saying it like that? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, so the, the, I put it in? So the, the belt... <laughs> What the belt is like a transmitter, it record it's like a little computer, it's like a receiver, oh, yeah. members only colon footage. <laughs> and you don't see it, you give the belt back to the doctor, yeah. And like, can you watch that too? Can that's a good question, Cuddles. Two questions on the table can you watch the footage that he gets, and can we put it in the members only area? Also, also. Can you have sex with it in you? Can you have sex with the pill with the pill camera in you? Yes, it's in her intestines. Do you want us to try? Also, let me see if I can poke it. I have another question. <laughs> yeah. If she's too, you know, some people are scared to swallow pills, right? Mm-hmm. If I were her, I would ask as a joke. If say she should call up and say, "Listen." I really am not fond of swallowing pills. I can't do it. Is it okay if my husband puts it in his uh, penis hole and then just puts it up my butt? Oh, good question. Thank you. These are all very important medical questions, by the way. Janine thinks this is a fun little game we could play where you you call the doctor and say, I'm afraid to take pills. Can my husband put the, the pill camera in his penis hole and just shove it up my butt? She turned it down. I thought she'd think about it for longer, though. Also, I think it would have trouble traveling in the direction we wanted to after. Even I think gravity I, helps a little. Even though I do come with the thunder, as I've been as I've been known. That's to gross. I think that's the worst thing you've ever said. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw. That's up. the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, and I'm I'm now physically sick. <laughs> that's from Bad Boys. Remember, uh, what's his nope. name? Nope. Nobody remembers it. Goes, when I come, I come with the thunder. Nope. <laughs> Nobody remembers it. We all are thinking about you now, and it's, it's disturbing. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, boy. Uh, I would love members only colon uh, a colon footage. Okay, I will say this. And this is going to – I feel like we're going to have to give a testimony after this statement. But Frank and I went to an all-boys Catholic high oh, school. Oh, God, here we go. And oh, our I don't like teacher, where this is going. Our health teacher showed us oh, that's right. his colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, here's an idea. <laughs> Let's let's bring my the health teacher. Let's bring a, a footage of the inside of my colon and show yeah. it to a bunch of kids. And stop in lying to them, Frank. It was live. He did it live in the classroom. Well, just to be more accurate, I guess. I mean, with one of the students' fingers. Remember, Billy? He put the pill on his finger. <laughs> Man. Man. Yeah, and that. I'll tell you what, though. Like having I mean, now we've all we're all adults here. We've gone through colonoscopies. Not but, me. Uh, you had, have you gone? Have you had a colonoscopy, Frank? No, not yet. Oh, no, just you two weirdos have been going since you're 26. Go ahead. Yeah, you guys yeah. go family vacation. That you guys just go. Yeah. A couple times a month. Right. What's weird is this podcast still has an average of one colonoscopy per host, even wow. though Janine and Frank just admitted what they admitted. Um, but uh, but the point is, is that like we like as a how old are you in high school? 17. We didn't have no fucking 16. We had no idea. It was still like a weird thing, but I'll never get that that footage out of my mind. Thank God mom. I never saw it. I wasn't it's in that so class. Weird. 
Oh, and then he goes like this. Oh, and I was awake the whole time. That's what disturbs me more than anything. Who sits there and goes, I'm a health teacher. I'd like to watch this. Please don't give me anesthesia. Who the yeah. fuck? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, I heard the story. I was not in the class for that. You weren't Again, in that class? Again, old boys I didn't, No, school. but I remember hearing it, the buzz around school about that. And it was, uh, it was odd. I'll say that. Yeah, the day a teacher shows you the inside of his asshole is the day that there's buzz around the school. That's for sure. That's a bumper sticker. Okay. Yeah. Just want to clarify. For a colonoscopy, it's okay. But besides that, it's not, right? What? If a teacher shows you the inside of his asshole. I'm not sure. Apparently. You know, what's her name? Uh, who was it on uh, TV? That, that One of the morning show people on oh, TV. Oh, yeah. Um, Katie Keurig. Wasn't Kathy Katie Keurig? Keurig? Yeah. She did that on, on morning t television. She had. Wait, was it Katie, Katie Keurig or Katie Keurig? Because then I think she squeezed <laughs> out of Katie Keurig. Of from her just ass. a little bit, though. Yeah. From the, one cup at a time. <laughs> she did. Katie Keurig, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Katie Keurig. <laughs> Keurig. Uh, speaking of coffee, Jumpstart Coffee Company, proud sponsor of our little program here. Yeah, when uh, we talk about colonoscopies, it's all yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. They must be very proud. Here's the thing, little known fact. You have to drink clear li liquid before you, you go into that. Mm. You, you can only have Gatorade. You can only have water, like yellow Gatorade. You can't have anything red. You can have coffee or tea. Cuddles was sucking down Jumpstart Coffee Companies. To you could have coffee? Before? You can have coffee. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. And um, so because you can't eat anything like 24 hours in advance, you can only drink clear wick liquids. So Cuddles just had a bunch of Jumpstart Coffee companies, and the doctor said to her, he said, you have one of the nicest colons I've ever seen. <laughs> she goes, it's because of Jumpstart Coffee. Cle you know, can't cleared everything out. Go ahead. Disprove it. Yeah. She goes, right. Challenge. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> You've see. got one. You got one of the most wonderful colons ever. She goes, I have to thank Jumpstart Coffee Company. It starts with them. It's the medium blend is what. what, what it is the medium that. blend. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, save 15% when you buy the coffee with the promo code AOA15 and the link in the description below or on the homepage of AnthonyOnAir.com. Of course, you can do the subscribe and save where you get as much coffee as you need delivered to your house every month. Of course, I'll have to order a whole new thing because it was 24 hours of coffee for cuddles. That's all she could have. But she lived off of it. You know what? She looks better today than she ever has before. I'm su I'm surprised she wasn't wide awake for this, you know, for, unless it was decaf. They had to give her a little. No, it wasn't. They had to give her extra, uh, <laughs> extra <laughs> anesthesia. A frying pan over the head. Yeah. Something. They're like, we gave you enough anesthesia for a sumo wrestler. She goes, again, I have to thank Jumpstart Coffee. It starts with them. Did she have the colonoscopy blend? She Did you have the colonoscopy blend or the medium roast? Which one was it? Okay, medium roast. I stole Aaron C's joke. You yeah, did. you stole my oh, you did? joke. That's right. You get credit. Uh, in the in the link in the description, by the way, is the video of this woman getting a fucking snake pulled out of her ear. Come on, can I take a guess here? Australia. I don't even know where it was to be honest. The with weirdest you. animal things seem to happen in Australia. The giant spiders. Sharks, the, the, these uh, all these snake things. It's it's nine times out of ten. I feel like it's Australia, but I don't know. Uh, 
It's so disturbing. I mean, it, I, we can't really show oh. it here. It's so disturbing. This little snake, they're oh yanking it out of this God. young woman's ear. And its okay. mouth is open. Here's what like, bothers me the most about it. The doctor is, like, gingerly, like, trying to, like, get it out with, like, little tiny snip. Get a fucking... Get the fucking thing out. Yeah. You got, The slower you go, the more it's going to bite, I would imagine. The more you're messing with it. I don't... I think it's a thing where you can't... The eardrum, you can't... I guess eat. if it's latched on, if it's well, holding on. It's Ugh. because... And ugh, this is really... Ugh. Uh, roach, roaches will often go in the ear, and they have to be gentle because you can go. It can go deeper into your ear. Oh, how deep? Deep. As deep as your love, deep. my friend. Learn that from how me. How deep is your love? How deep is your? Okay. That's what she said. Um. This uh, is disturbing. I've seen no, videos of spiders. In people's ears or like little bugs or whatever but a snake this is the first time i've ever heard of this i and i don't know it got in their ass first i don't know how that even happened Just, you know wiggles itself backwards i don't know or it went in you know face first and then turned spun around somehow i'd rather a snake in my ear than a roach snake or a roach i mean if i had to pick Probably Let me snake, tell you something but... what I discovered on Thursday night. There is a show, I think it was on Netflix, maybe Hulu, about these two dum-dums that offer their bodies up to get bitten by snakes, uh, stung by bees and hornets, and like bitten by spiders as well. Mm. Why? Uh, it's just like some kind of ritual thing. Uh, no, it's just there. You know, they want to make a show. Oh, I could barely watch it, and I could watch anything. I could barely watch this because I have such a fear of bugs. You know me. Yeah, but bees. Bees aren't as gross as like a roach. Bees, they, no, they just sting, and they don't. I don't. They don't freak me out as much as like a roach or. A You're spider right. or something. They don't freak me out as much, but I still don't like them near me at all. Like I'll I'll scream and run like a little bitch if there's <laughs> any near me. What about snakes? Snakes don't. I'm. I don't know why. Like reptiles. Don't I'm bother okay you with. Too. Yeah, I, me too. I a no snake doesn't bother you, but a bug does. Um, a bug, because yes, because a bug snake. Bugs are like they have the the. the weird antenna going around and everything and they just got those little faces okay hold on what if it's a redhead but um oh no it's what's that hold on maybe a redheaded snake oh boy that's see Uh, now then you got a problem you're not afraid of them but you just don't trust them is that right i don't trust them got it shifty um i did the only time i ever really feared snakes (laughs) Sounds gross. That's what she said. Was I did a uh, Spartan race and we had to do a mud crawl. Mm, and from behind that. me, I heard someone say mud crawl under barbed wire. Barbed wire. I heard someone say, yeah, there was a snake right over there. Well, let me tell you something. I got my ass out of that thing so fast. That'll make you move. 
I definitely got scratches because of that snake. So if there even was a snake, right? Could have been that. Was she, the woman who yelled at? Was she redheaded? Did she just yell at? Yeah, exactly. You? There you go. All right. See. Excellent point, Frank. Excellent point. My wife is so terrified of snakes. When we were walking the kids to the bus for their first day of school, we passed a crushed old coiled rope, and she's like, "Look at that it's like a snake in the middle of the road." I'm like, "That's a rope." <laughs> <laughs> there was this story um, back in our old neighborhood. There was a pet store. This is long time. The pet store is long gone. But there was a pet store next to, uh, or shared. It was like connected in the same row of buildings as this grocery store. And there was a woman leaving the grocery store with her paper shopping bags, and a snake fell out of the ceiling and landed right in the shopping bag. No. Yes. Wait, fell out of the ceiling of the grocery store? Of the grocery store. It got loose out of the pet store, went in, you know, into the building somehow, in the insides of the building, and dropped from the ceiling right into her bag. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a story that went around the neighborhood for a while. Mm. Yeah, fun stuff. No, but snakes. My brother uh, had a snake for a long time. Uh, he was, was very friendly. Inches? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was friendly. His name was Snake Boy. Oh, very original. Yeah. I think his kids, when they were very little, I think they named it. I'm not sure. Um, but it was, it was a good snake. It was very friendly. When we went over there, you know, you pick him up, hold him, he'd crawl all over you. And very friendly. And I have no, no problem with snakes. But, uh, I don't want them in my ear. That's, that's just a, I mean, I don't, let alone, yeah, the creepiness of it, but I imagine is there's got to be some kind of damage that they could do in there. You know, like, what are they doing in there? Are they, they going to the bathroom? Are they chewing? Are they biting? Are they, what are they? Oh, Can't it's got to come out at some point because it grows, I'm sure, you know, and it's, it would come out on its own eventually, but how long, how long is that going to take? Yeah. I don't know. And it, like if you watch this video, like the guy struggles. The guy never gets it out. Oh, it doesn't come out it, by the end of the video. It doesn't come out by the end of the video. Yeah, oh. not at all. Is the woman awake? She's Can awake, and she's, she's just awake. laying there, calm as as hell. Oh. I can't understand it. I cannot oh. understand it. It's freaking disturbing. Do we know what kind of snake it was? A scary one. Oh. Um. So speculation that SNL is coming to a conclusion. Uh, this is rabbit speculation, by the way, but from a cast member. So we all talked about the SNL shakeup. We knew all the people were leaving. A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, not returning to the show. Just an episode ago, we learned about a couple more people that were not coming back. Um, Alex Moffat, Melissa Villasenor, and one other guy. Also, Ben Affleck's ex-girlfriend who was a producer on SNL, Lindsay Shukas. She was there for 20 years, and she is out. Ooh. So I'm not sure what happened there. It might just be, maybe it's time, you know, maybe they're just ushering in new talent, and just like a big new, like an overhaul kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of those names that you mentioned. I don't know about the writers, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm sure some were good, some were bad. But Kate McKinnon is the big loss. She probably one of the most talented people on that show uh i feel you're gonna say i'm biased but i feel like pete davidson not a huge loss for the show <gasps> he didn't do much on the show he to be honest i don't know Except if he really 
I don't Get know if he wrote energy up is what he did. Fine. But I don't know if he wrote anything. I don't know if he wrote anything, but he wasn't very good in the sketches, really. He didn't do much. He was in like two sketches here and there, and it was like nothing memorable just because he was Pete Davidson. But um that's I don't think that's a huge loss. Kate McKinnon's a big loss. But uh, maybe the hey, who knows? Maybe the they'll bring in new talent and it'll be good. Who knows? You know what's hysterical is that Keenan Thompson is staying on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Still there. In fact, he was the one. So he was doing an interview and he said that he was the one who speculated that the show might come to an end at the end of the 24-25 season because Lorne Michaels will be 80. Oh, and wow. that'll have been 50 years of the show. Damn. And he was basically kind of saying like, can that show exist without Lauren Michaels? Which is interesting because it did from 80 to 85. But a lot of people said it sucked balls throughout that time period because he left for five years. And then like he came back and that, that, go ahead. Why can't someone else take it over? Why couldn't Keenan Thompson take it over? He's, he's the longest running cast member, I think, right, of all time. Yes, he is. And he's probably, I think, again, along with Kate McKinnon, he's probably the most ta- one of the most talented people on that show right now. Why are you sucking Kate McKinnon's dick so hard? Right. She's because she's great. And so you is love Keenan her Thompson. that much. She's the best one on the show. That's all I'm saying. I think uh Che and uh Yeah, though they're good with the weekend, the best. The weekend update, but outside of the weekend update in the sketches, the talent, like the impre- impressions, the all the characters they do, the humor. I think Kate McKinnon and Keenan Thompson are the best ones. Wow, that's a bold statement. Very bold. I don't think it's that shocking or bold. It's pretty. You just like the way she plays Hillary Clinton and Justin Bieber. Is that what turns you That's... on? Look at that Would range. You... Let me ask you a question, Frank. Would you put a camera up your penis hole and put it in her butt if she asked you to? I don't think she'd ask me to. Say she. <laughs> I think she she'd is. Not... She'd uh... not ask you. She's going to demand you to do it. Oh. She's more likely to ask you, Janine. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I was hinting at. Probably. Mm-hmm. She's awesome though. She's great, and uh, Keenan Thompson as well. They, they, he, but he's staying on, so that's good. But well, I, I, the question is, why can't someone take over for Lauren? Well, who? That's the thing. Who takes over for Lauren? Will Ferrell. Any, anybody that could run. It doesn't have to be. You know, he's he was never a, a star of the show. He was never the the, the comic. You know, Lauren was never a star, but he he built the formula for that show. Formula's made. All I need now is someone to run it and keep an eye on it. You think he's a dick? Lauren Michaels? Yeah, and like written. No. No? No, I don't think he's a dick. I don't think he's a dick because, okay, let me preface that. He's got a very tough job to do. Oh, yeah. He he brings in like 100 people when he knows he's only going to hire two. So like 98 people are going to have a story about what a dick he is. You know what I mean? I just think it's the the nature of the job. I don't think he's a dick. I think he's peculiar and weird. But you know what? I think that that job requires that. Oh, yeah. The the reason why I say that is because, and I've read a few SNL books, like from cast members and stuff, like on how bizarre it is there. That's what makes the book interesting. Like you're reading this book, and you're like, I can't believe they fucking do this. But then you're like, oh, this is why I'm reading the book. You know, because if it was just a normal workplace where they clocked in at nine and left at five, I can't imagine it being like that. We've seen 30 Rock. It's, it's got to be like that, I'm sure. Yeah. 
You know whose book was good? Jay Moore's book was outstanding. His book was so good. It was like, he's like, he showed up on the first day at like nine o'clock in the morning and there was a secretary there and he's like, I, he's like, I'm a new cast member. And she's like, okay. And he's like, is there like, he's like, people will be in, they'll help you. And he sat in the lobby from nine until about four 30 when the first person showed up (laughs) and they were like, cause nobody told him, nobody told him what time to come. Oh. Like no, like I'm sorry, but after the first hour or hour and a half, I'd be making phone calls. Like, who? What is going on? My agent or someone that hired me? And be he like, am even, I supposed to be here at nine? What's what's the, what's the deal here? They say that Lauren doesn't even tell you you got the show. Like, you go in for a second or third, and you you go, you do a thing. First of all, somebody comes to see you at a comedy club. That's the start. Then you get invited to audition there. Then if you get asked back a third time, you go into the office with him and you talk. And that doesn't mean that you have it. And if he right. says something like, how do you think you'll do on the show? Or what do you think we should do here? That's basically him going, you got it. But that's it. He'll just go, okay. And like, cause oh, everybody sure. goes, I left the, does everybody see this? What the fuck is, what is that? What is that? What is that? I'm what is that? Source, stealing my thunder. Okay. I'm leaving. Don't let it go no, in I'm your scared. ear. But first, Mr. Krakowian, if does anybody want to show their feet? If you pay, if you send ten dollars right now, I'll put my foot on the camera. Thank you. That's bold. Okay. Gotta make money somehow. Ten dollars think... for a foot shot. I'll show my feet too. I don't, maybe he wasn't looking for you though. Maybe he was looking maybe for one. Was... Yeah, be right. specific next He's time. Show me that bear's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Put a um, pencil in between your toes. That is a thing. Oh boy! Not that I pencil. know. Is that a thing? How do you know? I don't know. What? Okay. <laughs> do you think foot fetish people are kind of like? Ugh, I can't believe this is my fucking fetish. No, I think right. they're all in. What the hell? I'd be so disappointed if I had like a like a weirdo fetish like that. It's too much. I wonder if I'll get actually if. <laughs> Whoa. All right. <laughs> okay. I think. Uh, fine. Fine. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. If you could look at him and, and obviously, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious what the answer is to that one. Right. My question is people who have feet, feet fetishes, mm-hmm. foot fetish, whatever. Um, do you get paid more if, say, you hit your toe into something that your roommate misplaced in the house and now you have a swollen pinky toe for damaged foot i don't know so what's better foot fetish people is is a damaged foot better than a a, a perfect perfect foot right that's what what i want to know that's exactly it i don't know i i don't know how to answer that (laughs) maybe mr k turning uh, turning purple so can I admit to something? What? Here we go. What's your fetish? Here it comes. Uh, no, it's not a fetish. Uh, I'm switching gears. I'm a dead honest. I almost forgot 9-11. <gasps> I came this Dude. close to forgetting. Dude. Yeah. Come on, man. It was like 6 o'clock at night, and I was like, oh, my God, it's 9-11. Like, I had no fucking... <laughs> I, threw a birthday party. I threw a birthday party for my child this weekend. 
I feel like that exonerates me a little bit. Those no, are you're a piece of shit because you had nope. nothing to do. Bye. Nope. No good. I, I didn't forget it. I almost forgot it. Mm. At least you didn't forget. Let me ask you a question, though. Did it feel like 9-11 for everybody this year? Because I feel like... It did not. It was very fast. And I think this has happened... Some years, you kind of feel it a little bit more than other years. This was a year that I didn't feel it too much. I agree with I think, that statement. I think my feeling for that is, number one, if we watched live TV anymore, I think we'd see more of that. Yeah. You know, we're choosing our content more these days uh what we see number two it was on a weekend it was on a sunday and people are out people are doing things if it was during if 9-11 fell on a weekday you would probably be you know get you'd probably see more stories and more things you think it was a weekday weekend there are some years there are some years there are some years where i will spend three days going into and four days coming out of watching documentaries the fucking movies uh, flight 93 world trip i'll like wa- i'll watch fucking everything like i i have to engross myself in it and then there are years where i just can't can't do it yeah it was uh you know that's true there are years where you're like you just want to just get it all in front of you and be like immerse this is yourself in it. Yes. immerse yourself and yeah you're right um but it's under i think it's totally uh, am I losing you? I think it's totally understandable to not want to do that, to do the opposite and get a little further away from it just to keep your mental, you know, you know what I mean? Just to just to be be able to function and not be, you know, you know what I mean? I'm trying to Hold say. Hold on, Frank. I have an important question coming in for all of us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me get this up on the screen. Oh. Uh, from Texas Female One, all very pretty people. Would you like to have group sex? Jason, I'll let you answer first. <laughs> Yowza. Mm. Well, you missed the follow-up question. You missed the follow-up question underneath. Hold on. Is that a pass? Uh, that's, I think that's, that's your answer right there. Frank, what, would you, what do you say? I, I, I think I'm out. I see. Thanks I was going to say offer. yes, but if nobody else is going to do it, it's not a group. So thanks, Texas, but we'll pass. That's very nice of you. I'm very flattered. We're passing as a group there. Um, here we go, Lisa G. I was also at a child's birthday party. Those fucking things take the life out of you. I mean, the life out of you. And this one we did for my son, Frank. We did it in a movie theater. So we didn't have to do anything. Like We literally showed up. And they, they set it all up for you. Brought a cake. They put the thing on. We had to watch the movie, of which I fell asleep for like seven and a half minutes in the middle of it. What movie was it? Sonic Two. All right. It was a movie that was already like you can because yeah. you can pick whatever you want. And in fact, they streamed. They go like this. My wife go. They go call us. Tell us what movie you want. The week of. My wife calls and they go, uh, "What streaming service is that on?" And she's like, um, "Paramount." And they're like. You don't have to have a Paramount Pass or a D. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're a giant movie theater. You can't spring for the <laughs> sign up for Paramount. Well, they can, but you know what? They have to. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to pay for Paramount. But if they if they wanted to play the actual theater cut of that, they'd have to pay like 400 bucks. It's a kid's birthday party. Do you have to pay the theater cut? 
that's why they're like, fuck it, we'll just put it, we'll just stream it from Paramount. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, I, th- using I think. I think if they got up there with, I think if they got up there with two hand puppets, it probably would have been just a, you know the same yeah. same shit. Yeah, it would have. You know, like a little Sonic. Yeah. So that was that. So Texas female wants to know where the babe. I'm, I'm right here. The babe went. Didn't go anywhere. Where'd the babe go? <laughs> Frank is still right here. What do you fix your screen? I don't understand. What's the problem? What's the problem? The 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 the, uh, the sexual candy, if you will, is still on the program. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh shit, uh, Frank, we got some Long Island radio drama. Yeah, I don't understand radio. I listen. I grew up with radio my whole career. Love radio, but it's it's frustrating. What's going on? Tell. tell What's Frank that? and I are, are born of Long Island Radio. We got our start at Long Island Radio stations. We both worked in the number one market in the country. We both worked for New York City stations. We both returned to Long Island stations after that. Um, and, uh, you know, so whenever something like, and, and, and we bring it up because I know not everybody's going to relate to the Long Island part of it, but this has probably happened to everybody in their hometown at one point or another where there was a big story that came out here where one radio station basically fired their entire staff, got wiped everybody out, the morning guy, the program director. Who's doing afternoons? I don't even know. I, I haven't followed that station's lineup in, since since that whole thing happened. And you worked at that station. Yeah, I was there when it all went down. And... uh they got rid of the all the on air. They changed everything up. They brought in consultants, and they they tor- they basically took the station and torpedoed it, and said, "We've got a station that's working, that's bringing in great ratings." But I don't know. We it felt like they needed to. The consultants needed to do something. It was change for the sake of change. Yeah, they needed to do something. So they said, "You know what? Why don't we just totally blow this up?" And they just wiped it out, and they re- readjusted everything. They took out all the personalities. They they uh, they changed up the music a little bit, the imaging, all of, all of it. And then, surprise, surprise, it wasn't doing well. In in no other industry, that was the first time they 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 did that. that. Was, this is yeah. now now everybody that Frank is talking about, who they brought in to replace those original people who have been there for quite a while now. It's got to be six, seven years. Now they just fired all of them. And they're not like changing formats, shaking it up. They're literally just like, we're just not going to have disc jockeys anymore. It's, it's just going to be all automated. Yeah. Which is very sad. I mean, it's it's come to... They're, they're, it's frustrating that the product that goes out on the air isn't more closely guarded and taken care of these days. Mm-hmm. What what goes out on the air should be everybody in the room should be like, we got to make this the best. We've got to do what we can to make this the best. When 90% of the room, sadly, is going, well, how can we make money off of this? Well, let's fire people. Let's tighten it up. Let's make fewer people do more things. Let's just trim where we can. And that's the short-term solution. But long-term, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Because if you want a long-term solution, you invest in your in the talent and the product that's on the air. You make that better, 
and the money will come afterwards. That's that's where they're losing their way. And this is the only industry, and I would love to hear from people if I'm wrong on this, but this is the only industry where unqualified people are allowed to run the business and hire less qualified people to come in and give their opinion about how the business is being run. Wait for it. Spoiler alert. The unqualified people never say the more unqualified people are doing an okay job. They just turn around and go, the personalities are shit and they need to go. That's basically, there's never in the history of consultants, this has never happened where they bring in a consultant. The consultant looks at everything and goes, you guys are doing just fine. Keep it up. Yeah. Everything's fine. What's the problem? <laughs> what do you fuck you think is going to happen when you bring in a consultant? They're going to change everything because they have to do a job. They've been hired. I got to earn a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I know. I got to earn a paycheck. I can't just say you're fine. Uh, yeah. Get rid of that guy. I mean, if, okay, if you see a station, if a consultant comes in, if I were a consultant and I saw, and I arrived at a group of radio stations and I saw one of the stations was doing great. And there wasn't anything you, that really needed changing. And you felt like, all right, well, I got to do something. I, update the logo a little, change a little of the imaging slightly, maybe just modern, you know, it's just a little change. Say, you come out and come forward and go, listen, we looked at all the numbers. I'm telling you the truth here. You don't need to mess with this station too much. You want to modernize it a little in terms of the imaging. You want to... Uh, maybe change the co- the color of the freaking van that's outside, whatever. But leave the product that's successful, leave it alone. It's doing a great job. You got person because my the bottom line. I remember when all this happened. The first thing I was thinking was, uh, my wife and I were talking about it. I think my, my wife was saying, people can go literally anywhere for the songs that are played on the radio you, you could go people don't turn on the radio they do you know they turn it on they listen to music but people go to a specific station for the personalities the type of station the, the what you're hearing it's not just the song you can go anywhere for to hear foreigner you want to hear a foreign song turn on youtube you'll hear it turn on spotify turn on anything you could find it like that Shh, i don't think the radio people know that you know, and it's like, why are we all ignoring that? Number one. Number two, you want to be a successful radio station. You got to offer more than just here's a song I'm playing for you that you have no choice in. You have to listen to this song for the next five minutes. Yeah, that's what radio is. But add more to it. Be per- The personalities are important. The imaging is important. Fewer commercials are important. There are stations that do. It's like it's just it, there's more the short term. Uh, victories are winning over the long-term uh, ideas, and the long-term needs to start pulling ahead. Yeah, pulling ahead, I get it. Well, that's what she said. Um, but I just think you start thinking long-term, you're going to put more into your product. Radio is a product. People need to start listening to it more. And if you want people to listen, you got to offer them more than just, here's Foreigner and nobody's talking to you about it. Oh, but Foreigner is good, especially when it's played on the home of rock and roll. Oh, well, if it's the home of rock and roll, then you're, then you're good. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. You know, you talk about you make all valid points and personalities usually do win out. But the issue is, is that the industry is like basically 
training people to not be personalities. Like yeah, my entire career, all I was told was just shut the fuck up and play the music. Play and the music. Keep your keep your 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 talk breaks to ten seconds. Was a yeah. Big, was a big. It's like what? Yeah. And I had to fight that my entire life, and and I won every single time. But at, at the end of the day, it's fucking exhausting. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, and then and then when so they, they get this thing where okay, what are let's what. But you get to you get people that are just blah, and then they get fired, and you're kind of like, I'm of two minds here. I'm like, the company is fucked up because, like you said, they're not investing in the product. But at the same time, this guy's been turning out vanilla dreck and shit for his entire career because he's probably been beaten into it, you know? Yeah, that's you know, the, you play it safe is a big. I feel like that's one of the that's a catchphrase of radio is play it safe. Yeah, um, and too but many stations play it safe. It's. I mean, it's hey, that that industry is just dying. I'm sorry, but it, it's just dying. I love the industry, and I want. I don't want it to die. I want it to keep going, and I just. It just needs people to, again, look at what we're putting out on the radio and make it more interesting, more exciting. The more personalities, the better. The more, and I also there was a time when radio personalities were looked at like movie stars. You know, it was like, oh, this guy's going to this place. Let's go meet. You know, I can't believe he's hosting this concert. He comes out on stage, big applause. It's like, it's just you know, it's like there's there's less magic to it these days. I feel you know, there used to be a magic behind radio that was that was there. I don't. I'm sure you know it was a, it coexisted with TV and everything. It's not maybe the internet, but uh, but radio used to be this majestic thing that. People looked at and was like, "Wow, this is this is a cool thing to listen to," and I don't know. We've lost some of that passion. I feel like the passion is not there anymore for for a lot of people. Now, there are handfuls of people in certain places that are like very passionate about it, but they can't be heard and they can't, you know, do what they feel. You know, they they get held back, and it's it's not beneficial to the industry. I think. Um. I want to just say Jim Douglas is one of the guys who got fired. A, a, a real pro. Yeah. He's been uh, in the industry for a long time. Fucking guy used to show up. I don't know if he still did it, but when I was working at the same company as him, he, this motherfucker would show up in a fucking tie with a suit jacket. And and this was before really like cameras in the studios were a big deal. And he just like dressed apart. And I remember saying to him like, I went up to him and I was young in the business and I looked at him and I go, Jim, the fuck is wrong with you? And he goes, nope. He goes, this is a professional job. And if you want to be treated like a professional, you dress like a professional. I was like, all right. I mean, That's he got fired school, not baby. that long after that, but I love the old school attitude. And I did. Yeah, well. <laughs> he got fired from this company, left, went back. No, wait, he left to go to the city. I think I thought he was fired once before. Anyway, he went back yeah, there and sure he got fired. He again. That's just shitty when you can get fucking fired twice from a place. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such shit. You know, with radio, it's like you're brought in, you do a show. Then they change the show so they don't need you. They get rid of you. Then their format changes. You you change in the process. Maybe a couple of years go by. You resubmit. You go, all right, we'll bring you back. It's like a, it's a weird radio is a weird little community that everybody kind of knows each other and everybody's always 
integrate, you know, just uh, interchanging in, in, in every market and just everybody knows each other and it's all like a, a close knit industry, very tight knit. I can count the good people in radio on one hand. Good as in talented or good as in like nice? Both. Both. One hand. That's and tough. I'd still have three fingers <laughs> to grab that's, something with. That's messed up. No, nah, there's very few people. There's though. few. The old few. school ways By the way, for that. Just to show you how fucking stupid this is, they fired the goddamn traffic girl. Okay, the fucking girl who goes, yeah, the LIE is congested. They fucking fired her like that makes it. How much could the fucking traffic girl have been making that I they're mean, saving he, all this money? Yeah, I don't. I mean, which, by the way, Brett Levine is a sweetheart. I think she was. I don't think I know she was like the news person there, but I think they downgraded her off of that for a while and just basically relegated her to just reading the traffic reports. And now they're like, I know we'll save a couple bucks by fucking firing the traffic girl. I remember, I remember back in the day when they started letting people, when that whole big thing happened, and they started letting people go and everything. And I was like, it's going to be one day, it's going to be, there were, at the time, there were maybe 50 people in that group working, you know, uh, yeah, hired yeah. employees. And then I said to, I was like, one day, it's going to be four people, and they're all going to do every job. There's going to be one salesperson, there's going to be one program director who runs all the stations, there's going to be one production guy and the owner and that's gonna be it that's all that's all and everybody's gonna do every job and it's sad and that's what it's become it's like you know when you go to a restaurant or you hear about a restaurant and because they're not doing so well and then they start getting like the shittier cuts of steak and they try and cut corners on the food and then it just gets progressively worse that's what radio is doing they're just like well we're not doing that great so we'll keep ruining the product until it's just fucking done we'll keep serving up uh frozen dinners to everybody and what's crazy is they like, here's what's crazy. And I, I could tell you about this fucking firsthand. Then you get these executives who come in. And when I tell you fucking clueless, if there's a handful of good radio people in, in the industry, there's a fucking fingerful of good executives that are not on the air in the industry. I mean, there's fucking very few. Um, and then they come in and they don't give a shit at all. And they just go, oh, I want to make, I want $125,000 and uh, I'm going to turn this place around for you. And then they proceed to make one excuse after the next until six years go by. And you go, this guy hasn't done a fucking thing. How is he? And he, and his whole job, much like a consultant is to just get all the milk out of the cow as possible. Doesn't matter that you're going to leave that thing fucking dead on the side of the road. That is not your problem. Just get rid of the fucking, just milk it for all you can and then move on. And then you have all these talented people that are out there, like literally working their ass off, but they sit in an air conditioned office and pretend like they're a boss and know what the fuck they're talking about. And nothing ever changes. And I, and nobody can see this. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's rare that you get, I, can I talk about where I? Uh, I mean, I, I happen to be happy. You don't have to. I wouldn't. No, no. Um, you I'm could very, give props. I mean, yeah, I, I very I happy where I work. I like the place. I like the people. Um, and it's a radio station, and I love it. But um, I just think radio as a whole, overall, needs a little more 
passion. People I work with, very old school, passionate people, and I love it. We talk all the time. It's great stuff. But I just, you know, and you're bringing in, it's cool. It's funny because you bring in all these new people. They come in, they're interns or the crew people, and they're, they're so excited and passionate about it. And then you got the older people who who have been there, and it's like, maybe you know get reignite that passion get get back to the to the way you were when you first started that's that's the passion we need uh pet wellness coach my husband was a part-time jock for a big station great jock there for over 10 years pandemic hit they furloughed all the part-timers they never heard back from the station again over two years later never officially that's the shittiest guy that is messed up. We've told shitty the the shittiest firing story I ever heard. A jock is goes into the break room on a Saturday. He's been there for fucking thirty years, forty years at the station. Looks at the bulletin board in the kitchen and sees, "We wish Jim Smith well in his new venture." That's how he found out he got fucking fired. Nobody get told the hell him. out of here. It was hanging on the fucking. <laughs> Are you the, kidding me? What's going on here? Oh shit! Nobody told you. <laughs> Oh, come on. It's like office space. We fix the glitch, you know? Yeah. It's just, oh, my God. Did you know this person? <clears throat> I didn't know them personally. Somebody told me that story. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Again, I love radio. I just need, I think that the, uh, the, the passion, some of the passion is just gone. It's true. Again, long-term. You need to think long-term goals for radio. Um you want it to to exist for a long time. You just need or you need to invest in the talent. You need to invest in the product that's on the air because that's the long term plan of it. That's that's where you look at it and you go, all right, we'll build it. We have to go back to building audiences, not just you know, not begging for new people. You, you build it. You get you show an interesting product. You got to offer something different, and a personality is a good way to offer something different. But you know what, though? Like, and you know this. First of all, we know somebody who's a, a great person and very good. Doesn't have, I don't think, to say to make the changes that he wants to make. No, it I'm seems sure. like the good ones can't really. So I know another person, right? Uh, and and I'm, I'm not going to say who, but I'll tell you this story. And I, it's going to beef me up, but I'm not doing this for my ego. I don't need that. But this person calls me up and goes, listen, so, and, and so what's funny is, is somebody got fired. And so now they've taken that person's responsibility and lopped it up to four, four or five different people. And so the part that this person got was hiring talent. So he calls me up and he goes, listen, there's no bullshit. We've known each other for a long time. I've never worked with them, but I've known them for a long time. And he goes, I, I want you to, I have... I have the okay to, to bring in part-timers and I would love to get you in. And I'm so flattered. And I, I honestly respect this person so much that I wanted to do it just to make them happy, but I don't have the time, you know, with the kids and this and everything. It's just, I, there's no, there's no real time for it. But he said to me, he goes, listen, he goes, what you have is what we are lacking in this industry right now. And it's what we need to survive. And that's why I want to bring you back. That's what I'm and, saying. And I, and, I, and I said to him, I go, man, you're going to be fucking okay. I go, if they just leave you the fuck alone. I said, they should just put you in charge of everything and they'll be fine. Yeah. You know, 
Because if you can identify that and, re- but the problem is, is I feel like they never really let guys like that it have fails. the keys to the car. I don't know they'll, why that is. They'll get, they'll get response. Like this guy is very, honestly, he's very prevalent, very powerful. He's got a lot of responsibility, legend in the business. He gets to make some calls and everything. He gets his little areas, but you need a guy like that up in corporate that can be like, I need more of me to to get more people of what I'm trying to. I know what we need. I need more people like me that are willing to go out there and find those people and get it and make it happen. It doesn't seem like anybody's really willing to do that. You know what it is? It's and I love salespeople. I love you know a lot of great people, but and I can't really blame them. They they have to make a living. I get it, but sales seems to run the show. Sales dictate. Sales dictate. Yeah. Sales dictates what happens on the air. How does sales dictate? Here it is. But uh, in most cases, I can't say all the time. Um, but it's you know the sales plays a huge part in it, and I feel I feel like the people who run the radio state, the people, the high way higher ups, the owners, whomever. Uh, and I have to say, where I work, different. It's not like that. I would tell you, it's not. Um, it's a different kind of thing and it's, I'm very, I'm grateful for it, but radio overall, where I worked before the people who ran it, just, just looking for, looking for, to make the, can we make the sale? Great. Is it going to, you know, screw up what goes on the air a little bit, Eh, a little bit. Well, then no, I'm sorry, but you know. Do you remember the day? Because Frank and I both worked at New York City. So, okay, <clears throat> get to the number one market, right? And you're so excited. And I walk in and I go, man, I'm going to just take this all in. I'm going to fucking learn. I'm going to figure out, you know, how to do, how to really be in this business. And maybe it was three or four weeks in. And I remember that feeling when I was like, oh, shit, these people are idiots, just like the other idiots I worked with. Like, they're not... <laughs> special in any other way it's you know some of them a job to a lot of people it's not a it's not a passion or a career to a lot of people some of them are just lucky to be there it's timing wise they just you know right place right time some of them are talented some of them i learned a lot of stuff we've all learned lessons i say this all the time frank and i work for this guy and um his name was the wise man you could look him up on long island right i get to my first gig with him He's doing an appearance at a pool store. Guy gets on the microphone. Now this is like on a Saturday. He's, you know, he's not on the radio. He's just there. So uh, like they, they put these personalities at these places and hope that everybody comes down to want to meet them. And then they're going to buy a hot tub, <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, and we show up and I'm like, I wonder, everybody's telling me this guy is a big deal. So, and I don't know him, but I, but I get the job and I go and, Show up, start setting up. Okay, it's early yet. There's nobody here. Nobody shows up. Literally one fucking person shows up. Who was like a super mega fan. But this guy got on the microphone, Frank, at the store. And talked on that microphone to no one. Like he was addressing the joint session. Like he was fucking talking to Congress. Like... There were like he was he was warming up the crowd for the Olympics. Like there was a thousand people there, and was one, yeah he's yeah, didn't stop for two fucking hours, and I just remember that was such a lesson. And I was like, 
this guy doesn't care. He's going to give it his all, and it doesn't every matter time. who's fucking listening. He does it every time. He's the guy that coming up in radio, I followed. I was like, this guy, no, this is one of the passionate ones mm. that wants to be here, wants to put out a good product, wants to make everyone excited about it. And he he wants to make it unique. That's where this all, you know, uh, he, he's uh, a, a character. And that's what we need, characters on the radio. We need personalities people can remember, people can relate to, people can get excited about. You know, One you of the great people. characters yeah. in, in our business. And by the way, I say that nobody showed up not as a slight to him. It's a no, fucking no. hot tub store. You know what I mean? Like either you're in the market for one or you're not. But it's the exactly. point of those the point of those uh things is to get more advertising out there for it's another way to give the hot tub store or whoever you're there for more airplay. Because he would show up at a restaurant or a bar or something, and there'd be a lot of people there to, to see him and, and absolutely him. take pictures, give out prizes, the whole thing. Yeah. And that's that he is to this day, to this day, still one of the most passionate on-air talents puts everything he's got into it um and i learned i i still to this day learn a lot from him i will say he still captures my attention today. that's what it is he's the guy <laughs> whether it's good or bad sometimes he, he whatever it is sometimes guy, i can't take my eyes off him he's a show he puts on a show and yeah, that's what we does. need we need more of that we need more of that radio i'm all for it and that's you know it's lacking in this industry. And I think more of that, the better. Listen to this, Pat Wellness. After two years, my hubby gets a letter from a financial firm. Since you no longer work for X, what do you want to do with the $700 in your 401k? But he uh, still has access to their Facebook account. Yeah, tell him to put some lewd things up. I'm going to send you a picture of Frank's asshole. See if he wants to put it up there. Plug the show. How did you get that picture? I thought Don't I... worry about it. Anyway. It's a pill and your wife and the whole thing. Oh, good. Um, 401k is... Dude, 401k is impressive. Okay, I was at a radio station where I swear to you, they were paying the, the weekend jocks $8 an hour. $8 an hour. And they wiped all the weekend jocks out because they were like, this is cost-cutting. And I go, huh. I'm what the fuck are you saving? Cost forty two dollars a week. Is that what your cost cutting? Unbelievable. No health insurance. There's no fucking eight dollars an hour. We got a cost cut. We got to let go of the weekends. What? You turn oh, off the lights please. at night. You'll save that money. Yeah, that's you know. That, yeah. What are you saving here? Come on, that's the product. That's the on air product, and you're putting so. That's that's what I'm talking about. Just the care. Uh, needs to get back into the into the product. That's Meanwhile, all. Joe Jerkoff, the sales guy, has got a fucking twenty thousand dollar a year spending account, and he's fucking bringing in nobody. <laughs> Joe Jerkoff, the sales guy. That's like, a great name. Like Joe Jerkoff's gonna turn it around. I'm like, hey, tell, take forty eight dollars a week out of Joe Jerkoff's fucking expense account, and let Honestly, the people do their air shift on the weekend. Maybe he doesn't get the special edition Mercedes. Maybe maybe he just gets the 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 starter package. Because that's what nobody understands. Overnights, late night, weekends. That's Boston where talent develops. Yes, that's the pay your dues on the air. You, you pay your dues. You develop your talent. You 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 get comfortable in that in that in that scenario, and you develop your personality. And then, who knows? Maybe either you do or you don't. But 
the opportunities to move up come or they don't. But it's, uh, you know, talent is hard to find in this industry. And when you find it, you got to you got to nurture it. Nurture it like an erection on a fucking 65 year old man. Am I right, Janine? Oh, wait, she's not here. I forgot. We could all assume her answer. Um, we got a new iOS, Frank, where you could... A new iOS? Take iOS 16 for iPhone. You can take back your text messages. So if you make a mistake and you're like, oh, I can take that back. You could do it. Really? Again. How long? Yeah. Like, like, could I take... Could you take one back from like... You know, or is no. it like a... You know. I think you get like 10 minutes or something like that. I That's think something. That's cool. Yeah. And I think if the people who get it see can see that you took one back, I think you can like like look at it if you really wanted to, which seems to defeat the purpose. Wow. All right. Well, that's uh, that's just Apple, I'm sure. Yeah. And then they go like this and you can edit text if you want. And I go, who's fucking spell checking it? Like it's yeah, text just, is you just nothing. rewrite it. And you just yeah. take the correction right after if you have to. Who cares? I miss spell things all the time. I look at something and I go, that's either I misspelled a couple things or it's Swahili. Either way, if the other person can't figure it out, they can fuck themselves. It's on care. them. It's on yeah. them. But uh, no, I'm, you know, in terms of correcting or, or proper spelling or grammar in a text, you know, if you mess up, you mess up. Or you just correct it in the next text. But uh, taking back a text, that's going to save a lot of. Uh, drunk texts or dick pics mm. it's gonna get that's gonna that's gonna save some people i think that's good it could get it could get tommy conway another job in radio because he could be like fuck you guys no, no, let me take this back who's tommy conway he's one of the guys that got fired oh, See? damn it case in point oh <laughs> <laughs> wait i, like was... I want to go back to the 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 fraser days when everybody cared about what was on the radio yeah this was the saddest part and jim douglas he he fucking knows better than this he, they caught up with him that Newsday did the, the newspaper here and they, they asked him like, were you surprised? And this is what he said in a brief phone interview, Douglas said, I won't bash them, the company, because this is a part of the business. But the thing that got me is that I had just won a New York state broadcasting award for the best morning show in a large market. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, it's, it's a valid point. You just want to. Who gives a fuck, though? Come on. He knows those are all bullshit. What is he doing saying something like that? That's not. Is it bullshit? Who? Why? Oh, give me a fucking break. Radio awards? Blow me. Come on. <laughs> give me a fucking break. How many awards does Joe Jerkoff have? <laughs> Joe Jerkoff's <laughs> fucking packing it in, buddy. He got a He's lot of awards. polishing them off, putting them on his shelf. Yeah, there's nothing worse in life than a fucking ray salesman of the year award at the local car dealership or even the plumbing supply company. More admirable than fucking radio morning show. Give me a fucking break. You're an so fucking stupid. I I was at the office one day. I was doing production, making the commercials and everything. Right, so I was doing the show, the morning show, and doing that. I get this thing, and it goes. Somebody comes in and goes. Um, the uh, the Marconi Awards or whatever it was is like you know we're up for the Marconi Awards and I was like oh I was like wow I was like like what's the deal and they're like well we have to you know you have to submit and I'm like submit I'm like what are you talking about and they're like yeah well if you want an award you gotta like well, yeah that's any award though 
It is like even the Oscars do the that. Oscars, show. Like the even Tony's, the Oscars do the, it. The, yeah, the Emmys. You got to submit your your piece, I, whatever. So I go now. I'm curious. I go, okay. Like what? What? Uh, let's say I want to be, you know, morning show of the year or fucking commercial guy of the year. And like, well, you send in like six or seven things, and I go. So I got to sit here and do more fucking work and cut up stuff and then send it in and hope that I win commercial of the year. They're like, well, it's a prestigious thing. I'm like, get that out of my fucking face. I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And then they go like this. You make great commercials. I go, every anybody with a half an ounce of fucking talent can make a fucking Man, commercial. You are just just demolishing. Oh, come on. It's the God's honest truth. Look, I respect all these people. I, I'm, you know, I was one of them. But give me a fucking break. Who read the Midas commercial? <laughs> Who put the car noise in there? Like, fuck off. Like, how could you even judge that? What difference does it make? At least with an acting performance, you can see the work. You'd be like, holy shit. I, I feel like I'm looking at, you know, so-and-so here. I, I didn't think I was even looking at the actor. I can't see the actor Yeah, anymore. but isn't it nice in an industry that there's a little bit of... A lot of people work thankless jobs. They don't have the... You know they don't get a, a an award or they don't get a raise or they don't get this or that. Isn't it nice that there's an industry at least they're they're, you know, no. saying thank you and good job, a little pat pat on the back. No, pat themselves nice? on the back. No, no not themselves. Think. It's you know uh, an organization uh, pats you on the back. Mm -mm. No, you're not a fan. And, and I have a story about this that I'm not going to tell right now. Because it is so fucking startling. You won't believe how embarrassing it is. But I will share it one day with it. You yeah, can't, can't tell it now. I can't tell it right now. But I will. And it's because some people, people that I still care for are still, are still there. But once that all subsides, there will come a day where I will tell you a story and you will not fucking believe it. You will not fucking believe it. But it also goes back to, okay, the fucking... Emmys. Emmys are a load of bullshit. Okay. Somebody I know, I worked for somebody who had a bunch of them. And I'm in a fucking, I, I, you know, you hear like, oh, Emmys, Emmys, primetime Emmys. Then you realize that there's daytime Emmys. Yeah. And like, here's the thing everybody wins a fucking day, like, everybody wins a daytime Emmy. There's only three weather people in a market. <laughs> Like at some point over the course of four years, guess what? It's going to be your day to win the fucking weatherman Emmy or the traffic Emmy. You know what I mean? Well, or the, locally maybe, but like when yeah. they do the regular Emmys. Right. But that's the primetime Emmys. That's the problem. They have the local Emmys and the daytime Emmys. And listen, people that are doing really good work are getting those things. Like there are some documentary people out there that have got one local Emmys and I credit the fuck out of them. They're doing great. But, you know, Jim, the, you know, and uh, today's news is a fucking, blah, blah, blah. like, give me a fucking break. You know, I, so I swear to God, somebody I know sent me a picture. He worked in a building. This is when I was in New York. He worked in a building where the Emmys were, like the Emmy office. He gets is off this of the, the story. He gets off. At the, no, this is not the story. No, okay. He gets off at the wrong floor and he walks into this room and there's 500 Emmys. Just strewn about, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And somebody works there. And goes, "Yeah, everybody gets one." And just keeps walking. Well, it's everybody who's involved in. Like, if the show wins, 
a lot, you know, or the production team wins. But this wasn't the primetime Emmys. That was the local daytime New York yeah. Emmys. Well, that's a different, you know, obviously people recognize local as different. The, the uh, candid, candidate pool is smaller, of course. But if you're talking about the, you know, it's a different award, the local to the regular Emmys. It's, you know, it's like winning an Oscar as opposed to winning your local, you know, uh theater troops awards you know it's it's a different it's a different thing yeah Every, they all have tears listen this show will never win a podcast award because we will never fucking put in the work for that. like if they want to give us one okay fine if somebody turns around and goes oh i like this is gonna give this guy an award okay great but we're we're never gonna be like so you're never gonna award. send in one of our episodes and say consider this for an emmy or whatever the fuck Never, never. I think that there is nothing. Listen, okay. Here's Join me other- next week for Frankie on air. <laughs> here's the other part of it. We got to go. Here's the other part of it, though. When you win an Oscar or a Golden Globe, it that's more money for you, right? Like, I'm an Oscar-nominated actor. I'm an Oscar. Nom- I'm an Oscar-winning actor. You know, you get more money. It's good for your people, the people who work for you, the people who you work with now. Right. Sometimes you'll have somebody who's been dying to make a movie. You just want an Oscar. I want to make this movie. Boom. Your Oscar ass got it greenlit. You get it through and it's great for everybody. The Marconi Award has never gotten anybody anything. What? All right. So tell me I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. If you're in radio... This and guy won a fucking New York Broadcaster Award, and he was out on his ass a week later. Nobody cares. Yeah, because they were cut. No, he could. He could probably. That helps. I think it helps your resume if you throw that on there. I won these awards for this and that and this and that. And then if they ask you about it, yeah, I got these awards because they, you know. See, I think and it I, helps. I never thought I would never say in an interview, "Oh, I won this award," because I would always feel like the person interviewing me be like. This is bullshit. Why are you saying this? Like, clearly, you're not qualified. See, because you're a pessimistic bastard. Yeah. If somebody I, said to me, I won the fucking Marconi Award for the best morning, I'd be like, great. How's that fuck? Is that holding your desk down? Like, what is that paperweight doing for you? I don't know. It's not fucking... This is all stemming from your cynicism. If you were a little more optimistic about things, you would see that, yeah, maybe it's not the Oscars. Maybe it's not the, even the Emmys or any or a local, whatever. But at least it's recognized you were in a pool with a handful of people and you were picked as the, the better one. At least you won out on something. I know. Who cares? Whatever. I don't know. I don't need – I certainly – hi, Lysha. I certainly don't need hey, somebody Lysha. else's Lysha. fucking Lysha. approval on, on, on the job I'm doing. You'll yeah. take it, though. No, no, no. Listen. If they want to give you – if someone gives you – you said it before. Someone wants to give you a uh, – podcast award you'll accept it and you'll be like hey thank you and whatever well look okay when somebody when listener viewer now right somebody comes up to me like a listener or somebody would like write a letter in or write an email like oh this was a funny bit or i really like this that there is no better than that that is the greatest feeling you can have because it's genuine and it's real and it's that it's pure i can't of Joe Jerkoff's going, we've listened to all the, the recordings that we've decided that you're the best one. Go fuck yourself. I don't That's, care what you think. Man, it's fine. That's fine. You don't have to. Yes, the praise from a listener or from an average person you see on the street it has, has nothing to do with the industry or whatever. That's priceless. Love it. It's the best thing. 
Um, but a little pat on the back from fellow radio people is nice every now and then. No, that's nice. Uh, you know what else is a big thrill? Yeah, when somebody in the in the business would be like, "Hey, yeah, I've been listening to you. you it's pretty good. You know, I, I appreciate it. I've had that a couple of times. It is a great thrill. And yeah. I've always tried to do that to other people who I respect because I always like to be like, "Listen, I was just listening. It's fucking great what you're doing." You know, I like doing that. I think those are big kudos. But again, I feel like those systems are no better than the systems that run the radio business to begin with. And who needs Joe Jerkoff's fucking, you know, seal of approval? Not me. I like uh, my wife's comment here. Watch you win the Marconi. Make the longest speech ever. They'll have to get the hook for you. You'll insist Marconi winner before any name mentioned. Marconi winner Anthony on air. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we have Anthony on air. I'm sorry. That's Marconi winner, Anthony on air. I had an idea once to crown myself broadcast. I still might do this. To crown myself broadcasting champion. And I was going to get one of those wrestling belts, like those custom wrestling belts, and just walk around with broadcasting champion. And I was like, I still love this idea. I fell in love with this idea so much. I was going to drop like $375 on this fucking belt to do this. And I was like, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, no, this is great. I could, I'll fucking show up at appearances with the belt. People are going to want to take pictures with the belt. Like I can make this a whole big bit. And then I was like, it would be fucking awesome if somebody from another station came and like, hit me on the back of the head with a chair and took my belt and ran off because then we could make a whole fucking bit out of it that is a good bit it's a great fucking, do it okay i couldn't i couldn't find anybody that i really wanted to do it with hey. i could i could have done it with you but everybody would have seen that coming we everybody knows we're friends like it it would have had to get everybody talking about it it would have had to be somebody that I wasn't really that close to that. They would have been like, Holy shit. Is it? if I do it with you at the time, everybody would be like, this is really stupid. What are they doing? Oh, sure. So my inclusion makes it stupid. I see what you're saying. That's fine. Because I know, but if I do it with somebody at another arrival station who I don't know, why didn't you do it? You could have called up a, um, any any other station on Long Island said, would you want to get into this? Or you call up the program director or the, or the owner, say, I have this great idea want to, to join radio stations and just, you know, there's a little fake rivalry going. I think that's a good idea. Could you imagine the buzz? I mean, the buzz would have been, especially because I was like, we can fucking have somebody videotape it, act like a video, a listener captured video. Yeah. He fucking comes up, drills me in the back of the head. That's you know? my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> but you need somebody who's got a flair for the dramatic and who can storytell to do something like that. I couldn't. You. I know, but it also, there has to be like a give and take. There has to be a give and take. Of course there does, but you get someone on the other. Yeah, all right. I mean, I think it, it would have been good. You should have you followed through with that. I did a wake a weight loss contest once. And so I was doing mornings and I was going against the afternoon guy. So, and the midday person was voice tracked from another place. So, they, so there was nobody in the studio between me. and him. So I left like chocolate bars in there one day and fucking <laughs> like, you know, hot chocolate and donuts and stuff. 
And um, I thought that was the funniest thing. And I tune in at three o'clock and nothing. He didn't mention it. Nothing. And I think like 20 minutes in, he goes, oh, aunt left me some snacks, but I had to throw them all away. And I was like, wow, he made the most out of that. I get in the next morning and there's a chocolate bar sitting on one chocolate bar sitting on the board. You know, I took the chocolate bar and I threw it against the wall. I was so fucking angry. I was like, you did nothing. And then you just did what I did back to me with, and I'm supposed to fucking dance now. I was so fucking angry that he couldn't keep the bit going. I was so fucking pissed off. <laughs> I love the just the image of you walking in, seeing the candy bar, just fucking. Uh, it's frustrating sometimes. Oh boy, there. I think just about uh, yeah. covers everything. Yeah, we were supposed to leave like three hours ago. What the fuck? I don't. You, you know, you get talking about radio. It's our passion, so. Yeah, it is. So that's what happens. We get it really, really is. Um, you think it would be interesting to have radio people on to shit on radio? Here's the thing. People that don't want to be in it anymore might do it. I don't think yeah. that the people that want to be in it still are going to do I'm it. I'm still in it. I'm not shitting on radio. What I am sh- what I shit on is the some people in the industry just treating it like a job, regular job. It's not a regular job. And I think people need to get behind the on-air product more that's all i'm saying i'm not shitting on the industry i love the industry i love radio uh, you love radio i don't know if you love the industry oh you, you well love radio. Yeah, okay. yeah how could you yeah you're right i love radio that's 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 the passion that we need the medium yeah um but i like that's why i love doing this because i feel like it's just evolved into this like this is the next step of it um that being said there's a great follow on instagram if you want to if this any of this really interests you it's the the account is shitty radio jock. I, I don't know who this guy is, but he's in the business and he like puts out all this stuff about like all the things that we were just talking about. But he goes even further. He's like, hey, Dylan in Arizona, this guy's a fucking asshole. And here's why. And he just like <laughs> lists all this shit and like serious stuff from like, oh, this guy kind of is a little molesty to like just this person just fires everybody and just never helps anybody themselves. He's like the full spectrum. He's a really, really interesting follow. He's only he's got a DJ, like he's a radio personality. He was. I don't know if he still is, but Brian the Cannon Bannon, the great Brian the Cannon Bannon, great radio personality, one of the nice people we talked about, one of the talented people we mentioned. Uh he turned me on to him. And our our we have another mutual friend, Kara, that also follows shitty radio jock. So <laughs> If you're interested in I got to look that up. I got to find that. Yeah. And like puts out like just funny ass memes of like shit happening and, you know. <laughs> shitty. What is it? Shitty radio. What? Shitty radio jock. Jock. W- one word. Shitty radio jock. A page for radio people. Kindly check your ego at the follow button. Doing the Lord's work. 12.4% of the time. You can tell it's a radio person. The jokes are mediocre, but <laughs> most of his uh, most of his posts are pretty good. I, oh, I, it's a request. All right, I put in a request to follow him. The yeah. account is private. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay, yeah, and he, you got to get approved. But he'll, but he'll be like, when somebody bad gets fired, he'd be like, look, everybody, this shitty person got fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. 
There was Whatever. a guy again, allegedly, but here you know he puts the stuff out there. This one guy, Greg, I almost say his last name. Uh, if anyone you know has been victimized by Greg, don't hesitate to contact my team and me. Please let us know immediately. Or the police. Yeah, and now that guy, Craig, Greg responded. He fucking was like, "This is bullshit. Fuck that guy." And he put and he put the response on his page too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll go. Okay, I put in a request to follow. We'll see what if he says it. If yeah, he puts me through. He's he's an interesting guy. Yeah. You got anything else you want to shit on anybody before we go? No, no shitting on people. I, I don't want to shit on anybody. Um, just want to say, everybody following us, everybody listening, watching. Thank you very much. From the bottom of our hearts. Become a member if you're interested. Join buttons below. Exclusive stuff for members. Anthony. Maybe back we to could you in the studio. Maybe we could put our real thoughts on people in the members only area. Maybe. We'll see. Like you know who's a fucking asshole. <laughs> that Brian the Cannon Ben. I mean, <laughs> that fucking guy. He's one of the best. Do you know that Brian will still message me? He'll message me and be like Frank sounds really good. He just did this really good. Have I told you that? You have, and I appreciate it. Thank you, yeah. Brian. He does listen to you, and I just, I, and I always tell him, Brian, get a fucking life. Stop listening to that. Honestly, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a big fan of yours. Good. Um, appreciate it, Brian. So, there's that. There is that. All right, Again, that's it. Yeah, give us a, like this video, share it. We appreciate it. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>